Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. Today, I'm joined by Leslie Collins, our award program manager at HW Media, to talk about the winners of our Tech Trendsetters Award and to preview the Tech 100 program that's coming up. Leslie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much. It's exciting. It's exciting to have you on for the first time. And, um, you know, usually this is something that I do with Brenna Knapp, but she is on maternity leave. And you are actually the one who spearheads our award programs anyway. So it's great to be able to talk to you about this. Yeah, I know. I feel like this is a great opportunity to talk about some of our awesome awards. And um, we're kind of wrapping up at the end of the year. So we can look back and see what, what kind of things we saw this year. So the Tech Trendsetters, um, we went live with the winners of that award on December 1st. And I'm always so impressed by this list. These are the people who are making a lot of innovative things happen. And they're not always people that um, are the front face facing of the industry. Now, sometimes they are. Sometimes they're the CEO or they're, they're the CIO, the COO, and they, and they have a big presence. But sometimes they're not. They're head of product or they're, you know, doing these other things in the background. But when we read through their submissions, it is just amazing what they've accomplished. Yeah. And I think this year it was really interesting because, I mean, we always talk about like improving processes and, you know, um, getting to, you know, digitizing the industry. But I think this year it was really impressive to see some of the like major industry-wide um, changes that these people were making, you know, like improving um, equi- equality, um, you know, like trying to target underserved markets and just kind of helping improvements in kind of the larger um, housing kind of and some of the bigger issues that we we don't always see. It was a little bit deeper than than a lot of the tech trendsetters we've seen in the past. I love that. And I love that um, technology is being applied to solve some of those real world, real world problems that you don't think, oh, there might be a tech solution for this. But I know, especially um, there's somebody I'm going to highlight that's really working on the appraisal bias situation. And, you know, a lot of people feel like technology has a, a part to play there in making that whole system better. Absolutely. Yeah, it was really interesting. We saw that honestly across the board. Um, we selected 75 honorees this year. And um, I think really through every profile, it was pretty apparent that they were, and even outside of their um, day-to-day within their organizations, a lot of them were involved in different organizations, um, whether it was volunteering their time or um, kind of working on side projects to improve some of these issues that we see in the industry. I love that. And as you noted that, you know, we recognize 75 winners. We're going to call out some people here, but literally every single one of these is just so interesting. I, uh, you know, encourage our listeners to go to Housing Wire and look at te- uh, the 2022 tech trendsetters because I feel like there's, uh, each one has a write-up and I feel like they're all worthy of being talked about. We just have limited time. So I'm going to do a couple call-outs. And the first one is Bob Jennings, who's the executive of Collateral and Risk Solutions at CoreLogic. So he his background is so interesting. You know, he started at IBM. He worked at Black Knight, so giant companies, giant data companies, and went on to become the CEO of Closing Corp, um, where he and his team revamped vendor and third-party service fee management, which is a huge deal. And then, of course, CoreLogic bought Closing Corp in 2021. And so Bob continues on to lead at CoreLogic. So he's combined CoreLogic's valuation workflows with the data resources um, 
and the data resources with Closing Corp's title and closing expertise. And so really working on data-enabled workflow solutions. I am so interested in title. It's been a big focus of ours over the last year. And we've seen um, a lot of interest from the industry because title is undergoing somewhat of a sea change. So really interesting to see what Bob was doing at CoreLogic and how Closing Corp is kind of being folded into that. Yeah, super interesting on that one. And I agree. Title, I feel like we just keep seeing over and over again, and we're getting more and more nominees in the title space. And super interesting to see that sector coming in through the awards. You know, it used to be, I mean, if you think about a title plan, it can be a very manual, like paper-based process that's, you know, all these things are sitting in, um, you know, county courthouses um, throughout the country. But it is amazing some of the innovation that's been happening in title, really even over the last five years, five, 10 years. And so um, it's, it's fun to see that. The next one I wanted to point out was Austin Allison. Tell me a little bit about um, Austin. So Austin is the co-founder and CEO of Picasso, um, and he founded Picasso in 2020. Um, and within six months of founding Picasso, it became the fastest company ever to reach unicorn status in the U.S., which is incredible. Um, Picasso's co-ownership model lets second home buyers own a share of a second home, and, and now the company operates in more than 40 top second home destinations across the U.S. and Europe. If you, I don't know, Sarah, if you've ever been on their site, it is so cool to peruse Picasso and see some of these homes that you can um, have partial ownership of. It's very, it's like, it's like have a Malibu dream home or, you know, beachfront um, mansion. Um, Last week, though, the company did launch a joint effort with Realm to match luxury properties with Wellness membership network of luxury luxury real estate professionals. So that's kind of a cool other piece to the to the model. I love this. So I am an avid HGTV watcher and of course they have like all sorts of you know, dream homes or, or you know, uh, renovation shows about dream homes and all that stuff. And I myself owned a, a second property in Breckenridge, which is a luxury location. So very interesting to me. And, you know, I think their slogan, or at least their motto is like democratizing the process for second home ownership, because generally speaking, that's not easy to achieve. I mean, we're working across the board, the whole industry to get first-time home ownership, right? Just to get people in homes that they're going to live in. So uh, really fun to see that that secondary level of second homes. So really fun to uh, recognize Austin Allison there. So the next person I'd like to uh, call out was Dean McCall, who's the CIO at Promontory Mortgage Path. And the reason I wanted to call him out was because um, of the company's work for community banks. And community banks have taken on a pretty uh, big role in mortgage lending over the last year, um, and or the last six months especially. And I think that we're going to continue to see that because of some of the headwinds facing the industry, you know, community banks, just like other depository lenders, they have more products, they they can weather these kind of downturns in a, in a different way than if you're just an IMB. But at the same time, um, they've really ramped up some of their, um, what they're doing to serve customers and compete with, you know, some of the some of the bigger depositories or some of the IMBs. So I thought uh, Promontory Mortgage Path Uh, works specifically with community banks and Dean McCall does. And so he's really looking at um, helping them achieve economies of scales and efficiencies that independent mortgage banks have proven possible. And so I thought that was a really cool uh, call out there. Awesome. Um, Yeah. Next on the list is Jane Mason, CEO at Clarifier. Um, We love Jane Mason over here. Um, She won again, she's won multiple awards over the years, but she won this year's tech trendsetter. And I think she won last year as well. So we want to spotlight her because of uh, Clarifier's tech, tech is for servicers. 
who have over the last few years um, had some major challenges to overcome. So, and as we know, more servicers than ever ever are leveraging Clarifier's intelligent business rules and automated workflows to respond to the ever-expanding list of borrower needs like forbearance requests and loss mitigation options. Um, This year, Mason is extending Clarifier's automation through new integrations with Freddie Mac and third parties like Boston National Title. Um, So this all provides valuable insights and advice to help the entire industry thrive in a quickly evolving chaotic market. And I mean, like, this is, I think, kind of at the center of what so many on this list do. I mean, it's like this market is changing, regulations change constantly, and to have something that's kind of just moving with with what, you know, the market's doing is just vital. I agree. Um, and we have winners from Freddie Mac and Boston National Title on this list as well this year. So that's fun to see how that works together. And, you know, just the servicers over the last couple of years, you know, what they've had to do as far as um, meeting the requirements of, you know, borrowers who wanted forbearance, who asked for forbearance, who got out of forbearance. It's an incredibly uh, complicated process on top of all the things they normally do. So seeing that kind of, um, you know, seeing a company that's offering tech to servicers, especially for that, um, we thought was worthy of calling out. And, you know, another tech trendsetter uh, connected to servicing is uh, Lior Ophir. He's the CIO at Penny Mac. Um, Obviously, Penny Mac's a huge lender and servicer. Lior has been at PennyMax since its founding in 2008, and he built the industry's first cloud-based servicing system. So we were so happy to honor him just for like that whole, you know, service since 2008, building up one of the biggest um, lenders and servicers in the nation. So the next one I wanted to point out was Jeremy Sicklick. He's the co-founder and CEO at House Canary. And I got to sit down with Jeremy at MBA Annual in Nashville. What a fun time that was, um, that whole conference. But we had an incredibly wide-ranging conversation. And I just feel like, you know, I mean, House Canary, you think, oh, they might be, you know, they're they're in the real estate analytics field. Yes, but um, he as a person is just really, he's got a lot of thought leadership going on. He provides insights to major financial institutions. Um, and I could see that sitting down and talking with him. So House Canary is a leader in prop tech, um, and they're modernizing the housing industry through technology, social advocacy, and thought leadership. And one of the things that really came out in our conversation was that Jeremy is on a mission to end racial bias in real estate evaluations. And that's that's what I was, um, he was the one I was talking about at the top of, of the podcast, because our, our uh, hour-long conversation was so much on how technology can be utilized to do that and what the findings are, what the data says, and what should the next steps be based on that data. So really interesting stuff. Under his leadership, House Canary has, you know, shared suggested requirements to replace traditional home evaluations with an automated model um, in an attempt to do exactly that, completely and eliminate racial bias in home valuations. So love that we're spotlighting somebody who's working on that at a whole a whole bunch of different levels. Next on the list, we've got Joni Meyerowitz, and I hope I'm saying that right. Um, she's the COO at At Properties. Um, she took on the role of COO in 2010, and since then, At Properties has become one of the most tech-forward brokerage firms in the industry. Um, Joni has played a central role in the evolution, and she has done that with um, the development and ongoing engagement of at the platform. Um, Joni directed the launch and expansion of App Properties' in-house software engineering team 
and works alongside at Properties co-founders Thad Wong and Mike Golden to oversee the development of all products that make up the integrated system. So at Properties was ranked number nine in Real Trends top 100 or 500 top real estate brokerages by closed sales volume in 2022 with almost 24 billion in sales, which is incredible. That is incredible. And I think, you know, one of the reasons that um, we recognized her for this is the role that she's played in bringing at properties, which had been a pretty traditional brokerage firm to really ramping up to what it is now. Um, and it is considered one of the most tech forward firms. And you can see that they have done incredible volume, right? And they're right up there with the biggest ones at number nine. So love seeing Joni being spotlighted here. And the next one I was going to highlight was Manaz Anwar, who's the product manager at Black Knight. Um, so she's specifically the product manager for Black Knight's Loan Sifter product, and that's a pricing and eligibility engine. And boy, do we need pricing and eligibility <laughs> engines right now. That PPE is so important uh, in a volatile market. So the product is the industry's most widely used all-in-one bro- uh, mortgage broker solution for pricing scenarios. And so that's just very key here to be able to know exactly what um, market rate is and what you should be offering there. Um, and the product gives uh, offers brokers access to the industry's largest network of wholesale investors and thousands of home financing products. And it does it in just seconds. So we really wanted to recognize Manaz because she's helped develop a dynamic search criteria form to retrieve product and pricing results really fast. So Love seeing her um, on this list and and love recognizing someone who's doing something for the brokers too. Yeah, that's great. Um, next on the list, we've got Nathan Bossers. He's the president of Boston National Title Agency, which is an in-center company. And in 2022, he helped introduce the AI-driven instant title decision engine that's led to the re-engineering of the traditional home equity lending process. So they're harnessing technology to help lenders diversify their products while maximizing profits. Bossers and his team recently launched Deco, which is an instant title decision engine that uses AI and machine learning to make decisions on the cleanliness of titles in seconds and incorporates these decisions into Boston National's proprietary underwriting guidelines, as well as individual lenders. So back to the title space, kind of some really cool stuff in that world. Especially to be able to do an instant title decision, um, you know what I mean? Uh, to, to be able to look at the cleanliness of titles in seconds is a pretty big game changer. And as we're all trying to get to a faster time to close, this is an important part of it. I would say appraisals are the same where, you know, these are two parts of the process that can take a while. Um, and so anything that uh, that works on that, we're excited about. And I was really glad to see Nathan on this list. Um, the next one I wanted to point out was Stu Scott. He's a VP at Ice Mortgage Technology. And um, he, since, in t- sorry, in 2007, he helped create and launch the beta product for AIQ, and he's been driving that ever since um, in the underwriting space. So he's played a key role in every major AIQ product update, customer acquisition, and corporate initiative. And now he's responsible for its continued success and the advancement of the company's mission to automate key res- uh, aspects of the loan review process. So I love seeing um, when we have AI products and so many of our submissions this year uh, really um mentioned AI and what they're doing with that and and the kind of ways they're leveraging that to help the industry. Yeah. So um, that was a great little roundup of tech trendsetters. Um, and tech trendsetters, if we didn't mention it before, are basically the people behind these tech organizations that we are constantly writing about and reporting on. Um, and the award that we're currently 
taking nominations for is Tech 100, which is kind of the OG of the tech awards at Housing Wire. Um, I think, Sarah, you probably remember better than me, but I think that, I mean, Tech 100 is at least one of the oldest awards that, and um, we're, I think, in our ninth year. At least, um, yeah. So I I was one of the ones that helped launch it. So the only, I think the older program than that uh, at Housing Wire is our Women of Influence program, which launched before I got to uh, Housing Wire in 2013. But um, Tech 100, I remember when we did it and that first year, it was not my idea, right? It was Paul Jackson, our, our owner at the time. He wanted to recognize the tech, um, you know, companies that were making a big difference. and it was hard to f- to find a hundred tech companies that would really match our criteria. We have um, really strict criteria on this and we have high standards and it was like, huh. And, you know, fast forward to today and there are hundreds and hundreds of amazing companies offering tech solutions, services, um, ways to leverage tech to make this process better. So it's so interesting to me to see how far this part of our industry has come just in the last eight, nine years. Yeah, I mean, the list is so impressive, and it really does just kind of sum up for the industry the top organizations that are doing this, like, super impressive work, whether it's AI or whatever the new latest way to streamline um, just the real estate transaction process. I mean, these are this is the best of the best list. And for the fourth year in a row, um, we have broken out nominations into mortgage and mortgage in one category, real estate in another, just because we were seeing so many great nominees in real estate. And then we were like, okay, well, let's, let's separate these out now and we'll do a hundred mortgage winners and then a hundred real estate winners. Um, so this is your four of us doing that. And we've had awesome turnout so far. I love the Tech 100 Awards because what we see so often is the people that we award there. We get to follow them throughout the year and see um, so often they're, they're, you know, launching new products and doing some pretty amazing things. It's fun to look back at those first lists and see who's still on the list from them. So we'll have to do that again when it comes out because um, so many of these companies have been innovating for a long time and are playing the long game. And then there's always some upstarts, some new ones that we recognize that have done so well, even in their first or second year that we want to recognize what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And even if a company won you know, five years in a row, as long as they keep innovating and they keep making a case for why they should win again in 2022, 2023. I mean, they will keep winning because it's it's all about, you know, the work and the projects that they're working on. So um, does it disqualify an organization if they've won in years past? Um, when's the deadline for that? We're coming up on that, right? Yeah, the deadline is today, uh, December 23rd. So um, it's pretty close to Christmas, but We do usually offer a little bit of a late window for any stragglers. I think this year the late window is until Tuesday. So we'll give people a little bit of time until after Christmas if they need it. But um, yeah, deadlines, deadlines are officially closing today. I love that you add that because as someone who's done these award programs for a long time and we, we ourselves, you know, we nominate ourselves for different award programs. I mean, the last minute, we call them last minute, Larry and Linda's, and it is hilarious how many things come in in the last 24 hours (laughs) of a program. Oh yeah. It's crazy. I, I remember when I first took over awards, um, somebody saying to me like, you know, don't worry if you, if you've only gotten five nominations, just wait until that last day and you'll see you know, hundreds come in and it's so true. It's like that Friday deadline, people like to wait and people like to, you know, squeeze it in at the very last minute, but I can't blame them, I guess. 
Well, and it's one of the reasons that we have a little bit of a long timeline, especially for this one, because we're recognizing so many and the due diligence we do to to really go through and see what they're doing and see what they're innovating. It takes a long time to get through. So that's why we do this, even though we're not going to announce them for a couple months. Yeah. And the unique thing about Tech 100 is we have our internal selection committee, which is made up of the editorial team, um, executive team at Housing Wire, and just kind of a good combo of people from our internal team. And then for Tech 100, the ceiling ward, where we actually tap into people externally. So these are the practitioners. These are the people in the industry who are using the software, these solutions. So they are the ones who can come and vote and be like, this is awesome. This is life-changing. This is helping the industry. And, um, they can vote for themselves. So it's not just us. These are people out in the field who are actually using the software. I think that's really an important um, distinction here because we did not feel like we were qualified, um, the people on staff necessarily, since we don't use this software to say, yes, this is really innovative or yes, this is really being effective. So love that. And, and, you know, we really appreciate those um, judges that we bring in that help us on this because this is an area, this is their area of expertise. And so we want to um, make sure that we're, recognizing that and bringing them in. So, well, Leslie, thanks so much for being on today. Really appreciate it. I hope you have a great holiday, but thanks for giving our audience a a feel for the tech trendsetters and also the Tech 100. Absolutely. And I'd I'd be happy to come back and talk about some other awards too. Oh, I will bring you back. You know, you can't tell me that. I will have you on again. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much. Thank you. How have the 2022 housing market forecast changed? Or how is the industry navigating the shift to a purchase-driven market? HousingWire's premium content program, HW+, answers questions like these and offers a variety of member-exclusive benefits that are tailored to what you need to stay competitive and agile in today's fast-paced market. Go to housingwire.com forward slash membership to join today. With your HW Plus membership, you get access to longer-form digital content, the HousingWire magazine, member-exclusive rates to in-person events like HousingWire Annual, and more. Thanks for listening to HousingWire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. We'll see you back here on Monday for more news and insight.